Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we're thankful we can uh, study your Bible. Lord, this is probably one of the most important things I'll teach this year. Pray people will come. I pray people will learn. Lord, fill me with the Spirit of God. Empower me to uh, preach the wonderful riches of Christ. And Lord, help me to strengthen my home and their home and the homes of others. We pray that you'll bless America today. Amer I pray America will look to you, Father. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Alrighty, let's look at uh, Genesis chapter 1. <clears throat> uh, look at your Bible sheet that I have in front of you. <clears throat> You'll notice when you read chapter 1 of Genesis, God makes seven positive statements and uh, about his creation. Seven times in the, in the Word of God, in chapter 1, he records that God saw that it was good. Look at verse 4. Look at Genesis 1-4. And God saw the light. Are you with me in Genesis 1-4? He, he saw the light, and, and what did he say? It was good. I circled that. Look at verse 10. God called the dry land earth and gathered together of the waters. And he called uh, and waters. He called he called he the seas. And God saw it was good. Uh, look at verse 12. Uh, and the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind. And the tree yielding fruit uh, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was. Yeah. Look at verse 18. To rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was. Boy, everything he's seen, he likes what he sees. Amen. Look at verse 21. Uh and God created the great whales and every living creature that moveth, the, uh, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, uh, which every fowl, uh, winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. This morning around 10 minutes to 9, we had all, all kinds of winged fowl coming over my house called Canadian geese. Boy, I love that sound. Man, I just love to hear the, you know, how many ever watched birds in flight? Ducks in flight. It's just, aren't they tremendous? God saw them. He said, it was good. It was good. And uh, notice in verse uh, 25, God made the beast of the earth after his kind, the cattle after their kind. Yeah, that's why a cow can only make a cow. A horse can make a horse. A horse can't make a cow, and a cow can't make a horse because they have to make after their own kind. That's why someone tells you they have a cat that had five dogs. Uh, you know the cat can't produce a dog. Don't believe them. They have to produce after their own kind. <laughs> Amen? Uh, so I, I told you around a few months ago, they, someone said, and of course they caught her, and but they had to take all kinds of tests. I didn't do any tests. This woman, this woman actually said her cat had five little puppies or something. Remember reading that about a month or two ago? And... Uh, I told Rose, I said, there's no way. <laughs> that cat didn't have no puppy. I, don't care. I said, that's impossible because God says we have after our own kind. I didn't have to take that those puppies to a special lab and have all kinds of blood tests and all kinds of things, uh, genetics. And They said, no, we don't think that. We think the lady lied. Mister, I knew, from Genesis chapter 1, I knew she lied. Notice, <laughs> after their kind. And God saw that it was, yes, it was good. 
And then look at verse 31. How many got verse 31? Now God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good. Boy, God, uh, his creation was superb. I noted there, God was very pleased with his creation. And by the way, it was his creation. Didn't happen by accident. Uh, you, you didn't evolve. Uh, uh, evolution never happened. And uh, uh, everything came from the hand of God. Amen? The creator. And only a fool said in heart, his heart, there's no God. Well, the creator of the world looked. After he got done, he said, you know what? <laughs> this is good. <laughs> but watch what happens, though. After you leave chapter 1, the creation, God finds something that wasn't good. Uh, note your paper. When you read Genesis chapter 2, you will note that God saw something that was not good. Look at Genesis 2.18. Boy, up to this time, Brother Brian, everything's good. And very good. Now, but in Genesis 2.18, God sees something that's not good. Note, and the Lord God said, it is not good. How many see that? That man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet for him. And so we see, the Lord said it's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet. Uh, verse 20 also records, but for Adam there was not found a helpmeet for him. When God looked down from heaven and saw that man should uh, and saw that man should not be alone, man said, "God said, man, it's not good for you to be alone." I know. Look at your paper. Uh, God looked down from heaven, saw that the man should not be alone. Man needs a wife. Man is incomplete without a wife. Brian, you're, you're lost without your wife. David Ballard's lost without Tammy. Jimmy's lost without Kathy. By the way, fellas, you think so? Let me give you a little, little, just a little illustration. You can't even find your socks sometimes without your wife. Bobby, there's a lot of times I can't. I'm glad my head was attached. You know, I'll say, Rosie, I can't find this. I'm Rosie, I need. I can't find it. Here it is, Richard. It was there all the time. Well, I couldn't find it. I'm going to tell you, God bless our wives. Thank God Bobby Clifford would be, without your, without your wonderful wife Mildred, you'd be lost. God looked down and he saw Adam. He said, man, you're a basket case. He looked down and he said to the Trinity, this guy needs, this guy needs help. It's not good. He's alone. He needs help. You ladies, let me give you a great truth that Dr. Howes gave me years ago. You ladies, you are the, your husband's completer. Man is not complete without a wife. Man, look what I'm just look what God said. Look what God said in verse 18. God said, look at verse 18. And the Lord God said, who's speaking? <laughs> Is it preacher? Is it somebody else? It's God, isn't it? 
He, here, God said, it is not good that man should be alone. That's not, hey, he didn't say woman shouldn't be alone. He said man. And so I'm going to tell you right now, Mike Porter needs Belinda. Wade, you need, you need Chrissy. And Billy, you need your, you need your wife. I'm telling you, Mr. Turner. Amen? And, uh, you just, Billy, you'd be lost without your wife. Lefty, you wouldn't know if you're left or right without your wife. <laughs> Amen. And Mac, you wouldn't have a honeydew without Mary. That's one thing your wife said, honey, can you do this? Honey, can you do that? And, and your precious great-granddaughter that was just born, God's going to prepare her to be a, a helpmeet for some man if the Lord doesn't come back before she grows up. Isn't that special? God had a, has a purpose for your life. Isn't that great? Now notice, look what the scripture says there uh, in your paper. <clears throat> Proverbs 18.22 Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing. You might not understand what she is sometimes, but one thing she, God did say, she's a good thing. That, that, that thing you're married to, she's good. And uh, whoso findeth a wife Findeth a good thing and obtain favor of the Lord. Did you get a Bible lesson, Tommy? Yes. Did, 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 um, Carl, did Jeannie and Eddie get one? Here. here. I want everybody to have them. Back page. Already. Thank you, Karen. Now, notice your paper on the first page. If you have a wife sent from the Lord, man, you are blessed. Tito Mel, you are blessed. I'm glad you said amen because you are. Uh, you, you are blessed. Brother Phil, you're blessed. You really are. I don't have to, Brother, Brother Brent, you're blessed. And I, I want you men to get this. If you have a wife sent from the Lord, you are blessed. We ought to act like we're blessed. We ought to be thankful. I, I truly believe God is a certain per person for each uh, person, but sometimes people marry before they get the right mate. Uh, that's so important. Uh, I believe God has someone for you. And uh, wait, uh, teenagers should always wait uh, until they find the right mate, the mate that God has for them. Uh, too, many, too many times people marry before they, they don't marry the right mate, and they wonder why they have all kinds of trouble. You're going to have trouble anyways. But when you when you marry out of God's will, you really got problems, and that's one of the biggest problems with America today. That a lot of people, because they're not taught about the will of God, because God's not taught in the home, they marry wrong. Then they wonder what's wrong with them. Why we have fifty one percent divorce rate? Hello. Uh, no one should ever consider marriage unless they know for sure that person they will marry is one sent from God. In their life, see, I really believe God. In my, Bobby, I believe God sent me Rosie. I, I, I'm not just. I, I would. I mean that. I believe when Rosie was born, God knew that he, he she was born to be my wife. And I didn't even know her till after I got out of high school. Went to the same high school. Lived within a few blocks of her. Grew up. Never knew her till after I was out of high school. How about that? She was one year younger than me. 
Isn't that amazing? But God knew it. God knew when I was running around through North Cleveland, causing havoc. And do, he said, one day that little girl, she's going to get, and then she's going to take him to hear, hear about Jesus. He's going to get saved. He's going to become a preacher. Can you imagine? Can you imagine when Rosie's mom and dad held her and, her, and God looked down and said, "Boy, she don't realize it, but she's marrying that guy down from Galena Street." <laughs> she's. She thinks her life's rocking now. When she gets married, she's really going to have a rocky day. I want to make her a preacher's wife. And, uh, but, uh, what, like, every time I counsel with people, I, I have to know in my heart that I believe, of course, only they, you know, I'm not God, but I, I won't marry unless I, I won't marry, first they have to be, they both have to be people that are saved, both saved people. I won't even consider that unless there's a, and I don't even marry outside of my church. So uh, I, once in a while I make a few exceptions if the people are, are real faithful inside my church. But even that I won't marry. The number one, they have to be married. They've got to be saved. Okay. And then when I counsel with people, I've got to believe in my heart that, that they really are meant to be. That I, I have to really feel in my heart that they're really meant for each other. That it's really God's will. Or I won't marry them. I'll start counseling, and after a while, I'll just say, "No, I'm not marrying you. I'm not marrying you. I don't believe God's in it. I'm not doing. It. I'm not in part." You say, "How can you do that?" I got to stand before God and give an account. I have to give an account to what I for God, what I how I pastor. And I've had people say, "How can I?" Well, I, I probably told you. I had, I had an older couple one time. Uh, I was counseling them, counseling them, and. Um, then all of a sudden I just said, no, nah, you guys aren't meant to be. I said, I'm not marrying you. And uh, boy, they both, in my office, they almost, they might even cuss me. I just let them go. And then all of a sudden, they started to cry and they said, you're right. He couldn't wait to get his ring back. <laughs> he he didn't want to marry, but he was going to, it was so I said, God's not in this. You, you got, and they went from being mad at me to hugging me and thanking me before they left. Thank you for not marrying us. I'll tell you, marriage is a holy institute that God's ordained for us, and He's got a a, a, mate, a help meet there for us. We need to make sure that we're with that right person. I believe Jeannie Wilson was made for Eddie. I really do. And I, I, you know, you can tell when God matches people up. Bobby, there's no doubt in my heart that God meant for Mildred when you were. I, there's no doubt in my mind about that. I really believe that with all my heart. It's you can just see it bears witness. Are you with me? And so, uh, uh, marriage is important and. How we start off is very important. Now, look look at uh, what I put on your paper there. Marriage is a lifetime commit, commitment and should never be entered into lightly without full assurance that God is in favor of the marriage. You know, nowadays kids think, well, I'm going to get married if it works all right if it doesn't. No. When, when people get married, they should they say, I'm doing this forever. Until death do we part. Marriage is a lifetime commitment. Now, what about preaching? Well, well, I've been married, but I've been divorced. 
Well, whoever you're married to now, you make that a lifetime commitment. You can't do nothing about the past. But you're married now. You stay forever. You stay forever till, till death do you part. I've got a family member. When he grew up, <clears throat> he, um, I, I knew he was supposed to marry this one girl. I knew he was. I was a youth director, and I said, I told Rose, they're going to be, they're going to, he's going to marry her. And uh, they got in a fight and went off, and she got married, and he, re, he, he retired, he went and got married. They both didn't make it. They both got divorced. They ended up, a year or two later, they got, and they ended up getting married. Now they've been married for years. But they, they should have been, they should have been, they should have never, they should have waited on God. How many are with me? And, um, uh, so, uh, if, if you've been divorced, and by the way, there's, there, there's a lot of, and by the way, people that have been in divorces, I'm gonna tell you, they, you, those people have been hurt. You don't have to push people down and make them second rate citizens that have been divorced. They've already went through all kinds of heartache beyond what you understand. Like the heartache I'm having right now with that stinking bell. <laughs> notice, uh, notice, boy, this is this is some phenomenal stuff. I, I can't, man. Notice, <clears throat> uh, now let's look at the first marriage in the Bible. Adam and Eve, and I'm glad it wasn't Steve, Amen is the first recorded marriage in the Bible. God saw Adam's need for a wife and gave him Eve. Now let's think about some facts about that first marriage. First of all, man was made in the image of God. Look at Genesis 1.26. God said, let us make man in our image. How many see that? Woman was made from man. Man was made for God's glory. Woman was made for man's glory. How many see that? And uh, uh, and look, look at. Uh, I'm going to give you this last talk because I know the bell's going to ring. We'll, we're going to really get into this next week. It's some great. I'm telling you, folks, I've got some phenomenal stuff here. I mean, some tremendous stuff here. And uh, look, look at uh, Genesis 1:26. How many see Genesis one twenty six? God said, "Let us make man." That let us. It's a Trinity. Let us. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, make man in our image after our likeness. And so God created man, verse twenty seven, in His own image. Did you know something? First of all, He made. How did we? How, how are we? How was man made? In God's image, we were Trinity. God, we're we're body, soul, and spirit. God's a God's a Trinity. Amen. But notice, where'd man come from? God just took dust and created him out of nothing. Man was created. There's a big difference between being created and made. When you create something, you bring something forth that that did not exist. Look at 2.22 of Genesis. And the, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman. He made woman. He created man. How many see that? 
Uh, look real quickly. I know that Bell's going to read. Uh, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 11. 1 Corinthians 1. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And look at verse 7 through 9. For man indeed ought not to cover uh, his head, for as much as he is the image of the glory of God. But the woman is the glory of the man. Who is man the glory of? God. Who's the woman the glory of? Man. I'm working on something. You'll see this next week. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman was for, for the man. The woman was made for man. It's quiet in here. The woman was, the purpose for woman was to be man's helpmeet. Because God saw that man was incomplete. I, I can't emphasize to both the men and the women here how important the role of the woman is and how important the man role to the woman is. We're going to look at those roles in the future as we go through this. But woman, she was, she, she was made for one purpose. For the help that, be the helpmeet. Not the helpmate, the helpmeet. She was to meet his needs because he was incomplete without her. Amen? And, uh, uh, I, 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 turn your page. We'll, we'll start. I know the bell's gonna ring. And, um, make sure you, we won't have to pass the papers out next week because we, we already got them, right? If you don't forget them, we hope you won't. Keep them in your Bible. Fold them up. Leave them in your Bible so when you come, you won't, you'll have them next week. But notice, look at Genesis. Now let's look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 21 through 24. Let's, page 2. You got page 2? There's four pages. There's going to be more than four pages. This is just the first of four that you're going to get. Uh, notice what it says there in verse 21 of Genesis chapter 2. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. Huh. Remember when you go in surgery? Who comes in first? They had to see this. That's where they got this at. Hmm. Uh, God's Bible so far away, so far ahead of medical science. The Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. He slept, took one of the ribs. They tell me that, that women have one more rib than a man. I'm not sure, but it makes sense to me. But, they, but they, I'm told that uh, women have one more rib than a man. I'm not, I don't know about that medically. I'm no one's ever, but I've heard that. And uh, I know the women, since they've been made, they've been the pain aside every side. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding, kidding. The Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman and brought her unto, him, unto the man. I know the bell rang. Give me a thought. Let me give you a thought here. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones. You ever talk about bone marrow? You can't get no more than that. Huh? This is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. 
Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. I'm going to tell you, next week we're going to get into about the man and the wife and uh, the home. And uh, I, hope, I hope you won't miss one of these lessons. Now, I know you've got, you can read what I put there, but let me teach it to you. you it's, it'll, be more, it'll come more alive to you when I teach it to you. But uh, all righty. Uh, next week we'll begin on the home. Uh, I'll leave you with this thought. Hey, Wade, can you imagine Adam? He never saw a woman in his life. Think with me, Billy. God puts him, God puts him asleep because there wasn't Sunday football games yet. And uh, he wakes up, Brent, and here's this gorgeous woman in front of him. Wow! 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 I'll talk to you about next week. (laughs) Think about it. He never saw a woman. He never there was no woman. And he wakes up. And he see and I believe she was beyond I believe she was gorgeous. I do. Can you imagine wake up? Hello. How many think he was excited when he woke up? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get out of this. Now, I want to give you a thought for next week. I know the bell rang. Hold on. That he knew what God had gave him. Because I, I, I believe God said, Adam, I'm going to put you to sleep, and when you wake up, I'm going to give you a wife. I'm going to give you a helpmate. He woke up. How many think he was excited with what he saw? How many believe he thought, how many believe what he, what he, when he woke up and saw, he knew it was from God? Amen. Every day you wake up. In your eyes, see that what, what God gave you, you ought to be excited. You ought, well, she don't look like when I first married her. No, she don't. You ought to look in the mirror, mirror buckle. Either do you. We ought to be as excited about our bride like the first day we put our eyes on her, even though it's years that we should still be excited about our bride. I'm going to have a great time teaching this. I got a lot of great stuff uh, from another old-time preacher that I'm going to be talking to you about. It's some good stuff. I'm telling you, don't miss it. Don't miss a class. Bring pe- bring families. Bring If you know married couples, let me teach them the Bible. I, we're going to have a phenomenal time. Trust me on this one. I'm telling you, uh, this is this is good. This is above-average stuff that I'm going to give you. And it's, a lot of it's all new stuff. When we get in this, you're going to see some stuff that preachers never showed you before, and uh, it, it's going to be good. Don't don't miss it. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Bobby, lead us in prayer, would you? Bobby, Michelle.